Hell yeah. I think that was one of the most lively introductions we've had. Who is that? John Ball and Shorty. Okay. Uh, Half your listeners just busted out Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> For show. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me in studio is um, uh, a, a stand-in for Chris King. Chris King, unfortunately, still in the hospital um, uh, with racism, I think. He's been diagnosed mm-hmm. with third-degree racism. Yeah, it's, uh, well, you know, the medical term is uh, early-onset dementia. Mm. Um, and, uh, Which triggers uh, the racism. We hope, we, hope him, we hope him a speedy recovery. We do. We yeah. Hope. We hope we can get it together. Yeah. But uh, filling in for him today, TV Zane Zadie. Hello. It's good to be here. Hey, thank you. Thank you for filling in today. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. That's uh, what I'm here for. I'm on call. You are. You are on retainer, as they say. And then, of course, producing, as always, the sauce boss of Indianapolis and the 2020 meat cake champion, Zach Roan. Hey there. Hey. Hey, I liked on the intro how is the music supposed to be in the red the whole time? Because it looked like it was it was maxed out. Yeah, I can fix that. Later. You can fix that in post. Yeah, okay, fine. we can fix that in post. Yeah. Uh, I can fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to tell you something, Carrington. We've never fixed anything in post. <laughs> not not, not <laughs> once. On, man. Very special guest with us in studio uh, from the band Clint Breeze and the Groove, Carrington. Clint, welcome, sir. Thank you. Welcome. Hell yeah! I uh, appreciate it. Glad to be here. Uh, thank you for coming. In your honor, um, for those of you that don't know, Clint, how would you describe your band? Uh, I don't want to speak for you. A lot of different styles, um, but primarily what people would say is jazz and hip-hop blend, fusion of that sorts. Uh, the band you heard before is Trombone and Shorty. We actually opened for them pre-pandemic uh, sometime in late 2018. Isn't that weird we have to say that now? Everything has to be like B, C, and A, D now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But where were you guys at? The Vogue. Oh, nice. Uh, how long have you guys How long have you guys been playing for? Five years. Like together? Five years. Yeah, I started in 2016. Nice. Uh, so in honor of trying to keep, I was trying to come up with a theme for the brunch, and uh, I just kept thinking jazz, jazz brunch which I wasn't 100% sure what that would entail. And so I started I started Googling it, and jazz brunch is just what they do down in New Orleans where they have brunch, where they have live jazz playing. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, I kind of go down this rabbit mm-hmm. hole just being like, I, first of all, any excuse to cook uh, food from New Orleans, I will do. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I go down this rabbit hole, and I find out, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but brunch was invented in New Orleans. Um Oh, so there was this book um, called Dinner and Anton's, and it was a murder mystery that was written in like the late 40s. And it takes place at this uh, famous restaurant. Anton's is still there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's 1947. Like movies are new, you know, like TV's not really around. So this book is like basically viral mm-hmm. and it starts bringing in all these people want to come in and check out this famous restaurant from this book. So then there's this other restaurant called Brennan's and they got salty because Antoine's is getting all this, all these people in, you know, it's always popping. Mm. So they were like, man, we got to do something to try to get in on this. We got to write our own book. And they were like, what if we did breakfast, but like later in the day? And then they had a French chef and they were like, Hey, can you come up with like a menu 
um, where we can really just, you know, bend people Croissants. over a, a barrel. <laughs> well, he, yeah. he started doing stuff with the, the cheapest. Oh, hold up. French yeah. chef? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Croissants. Oh, yeah, croissants. Well, yeah. and anything French, really, but, like, the main thing was eggs, right? Because eggs is the ah, cheapest, yeah. you know, and it was like, how do we take something that cost us almost nothing and then we could charge the most amount of money for? So then that's when you start getting, like, you know, your uh, everything with eggs, hollandaise, you know. So right. was French toast born in New Orleans brunch? Um, by so, this so they had a pain Purdue, which is pretty much French toast. But, yeah, that's a, a French thing that's uh, done in New Orleans a lot. So... So brunch was invented out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is very important to know. Because yeah. I, I started this podcast out of spite for Gwen's uncle. Um, she didn't show up. She didn't show up to my brunch meeting. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to meet people in brunch out in public anymore. I'm just going to have a brunch podcast at my house. So that's um, that that's brunch's greatest crime is giving birth to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's brunch's fault that there that listeners at home. It's brunch's fault. We're sorry. Yeah, blame it on the folks in New Orleans. So then brunch goes worldwide, right? Everyone knows about brunch. Obviously, it's all over the globe. Thirty years later, Brennan's still family owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get into a fight. They get into an inner family beef. They kick out the brother and the sister. Right, mm-hmm. brother and the sister. They're over in London. And they're at this hotel where they're serving brunch in the in the dining room. And then he goes out front, and they got a three-piece uh, jazz band playing in the lobby. And he's like, we're from New Orleans. Why do we not have jazz with the brunch? Right. Mm-hmm. And so the same people that invented brunch 30 years later, that same family invented the jazz brunch. Jazz brunch. In the, in the 70s. See, I thought when you brought up jazz brunch, I thought... It was just going to be you improvising with ingredients, yeah. <laughs> just like throwing a met like random shit in a pot. But is it fair to say and that improvising? They invented jazz brunch. Well, they didn't invite invent jazz. Well, right, no, but they no. D- they did invent. But they took the idea from somewhere else. Sure, that's how most things get invented, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> it's called stealing. Right. Uh, hey, good artists borrow, great artists. Steel. Steel. Yeah, it's the highest form of flattery. I think Walt Disney said that. Yeah. Yeah. He also said a lot of uh, other horrible things, but that's. Those things were said in private. Thank you. Thank you very much. What does it mean when people say the notes, it's the notes we aren't playing? What does that mean? You got to give me more. Have you ever heard that? I've heard people say, like, oh, in jazz, it's you got to listen for the notes that they aren't playing. Uh, Have you ever heard that? I feel like it, but I don't even know what that means. <laughs> okay. So, I well, don't know. I feel vindicated uh, now. There's a lot of stuff that you got to have to kind of read between the lines in jazz because it's like vague terminology or some Like, for example, um, cats is, is a term, right, yeah, mm-hmm. that we use to uh, – Acknowledge one another like a cat is a person, mm-hmm. you know, like a, you know what I mean? Cool cat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's definitely, that was born from jazz. Yeah. So we, that's still prevalent. A lot of people say that, but anyway, uh, cats will be like really dark on each other. And that's the term, right? And, and that means in a nutshell that you're kind of 
vibing someone, which vibing means uh, you're kind of like uh, being shady or or rubbing a, a uh, kind of wrong vibe on someone. But um, on the stage, if you're playing a certain way, or if you if you may not be playing a certain way, like you might be playing well, mm-hmm. a guy could be jealous or the gal either. You know, anyone could be jealous or or you could be playing bad and they could be upset by that. And so what cats will say is like, man, this cat was being dark or whatever. And mm-hmm. you don't know what really dark means. Dark could be very vague. Yeah, but it's have not you, good. Uh, yeah. Have you ever gone dark on a cat while vibing with them? <laughs> yeah. You, you know have? <laughs> no, I'm not, I don't really do that. I, I keep it pretty positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might like laugh or something. Not to, not yeah. try not to laugh to anybody's face. I mean, uh, it's probably a lot. Like, um, I, I mean, I, I've done improv comedy, and <clears> like, <throat> there's, I mean, uh, you know, I'm admitting this is an admission. I've yeah. done improv. You're comedy. in a safe space. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's similar to that. Where like, if someone's like going out of their way to step on you or to like steal the scene you yeah, know so you guys had like different terminologies yeah sure yeah, yeah. Okay. so like in in jazz terminology like next time someone do, does that to me i'm gonna be like hey quit going dark yeah or you wouldn't say going you're, you're being dark right now like someone like quit being yeah. dark yeah and then hopefully don't, it's don't not ne- don't ever say that to me <laughs> but like that's not really like over it's not like it's not really uh used overtly like that it, it mm-hmm. would just be like it could anywhere could be used really, but for sure. Have you ever played with so and so? Man, he was kind of dark on that gig. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like that. <laughs> it's yeah. interesting because I feel like the it it transcends time, like yeah. this language. Because you're talking about, um, you know, the, this lingo was probably invented like a long time ago, like you know, mm-hmm. sort of when jazz was coming up, and you're still using these same words. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, it's uh, it's evergreen. Yeah, I, I don't hear people using words like jive or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, cat is definitely a word. You know, I've heard racists use jive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I speak jive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many? How many people are in your uh, in your band? Uh, seven. Set. Wow. How is that scheduling everyone to get together for like, difficult? practices and such yeah i mean everybody's got their own schedules and stuff so and a lot of us are pretty busy some of us are teachers and also have full-time jobs outside of music so Mm -hmm. sometimes we're pretty busy but we uh we usually get to play i and practice before like gigs and that's most important do you guys ever practice over zoom (sighs) no way (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, I should have not taken. That's another one of those things where you said, where I should have known you were joking. <laughs> well, I mean, you're just getting to know me, so yeah, yeah. we're kind of hanging out for the first time. Yeah, you'll pick, you'll pick it up. I, I also assume <laughs> that people would maybe practice over Zoom too. Like, I know nothing about. Nah, man, you no, that, would, no, that wouldn't work because yeah. there's a lot. Yeah. No, I, well, I tell you that. Well, I've given lessons and workshops over Zoom, but that's a little bit more repeat after me. That's mm-hmm. a little bit more back and forth. Even with the lag, you kind of adapt to that. But like practicing where you're trying to do things at the same time would be kind of, unless you have really good audio. I think people do. You know what? 
I, w- I don't want to be so quick to say that that's not a thing because if you have a really good like uh, stream connection, it might be possible. Mm. But I mean, with it's like hard to maintain rhythm <laughs> with like a conversation exactly. over Zoom. So I can't yeah. imagine how difficult it would be with music. Yeah, it would probably be more difficult. But yeah. I, we probably are would be surprised. It might actually be some people probably do that. Yeah. What mm-hmm. all? What all instruments do you play? Uh, so drums, primary, uh, my primary instrument, and piano, and if you would consider like producing an instrument. And then sure. I show, you know, yeah, so three maybe. And you teach? Do you teach all of those? Yeah, well, I don't really teach any how to produce. I would like to get into that. That uh, that, that sounds like a cool idea. Um, like teaching some classes. I've actually presented that to a couple of schools I've taught at. But uh, no, right now I just teach drums and piano. Beginning mm-hmm. piano. Nice. Yeah. I uh, I made a beat on GarageBand the other day, so yeah. I'm I'm a producer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you make a beat, you you a beat maker at the very least. I'm also <laughs> I'm also uh, musically gifted. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely done some some musical acts. I uh, I am not musically gifted whatsoever, so I'm always really, really like to me you're like a like a superhero. Chef Dyke like, in the house, though. I'm not I'm not talented that way. I did used to be in a hip hop band back in the day. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, well, you know, everybody can kind of rap, so yeah, we did that. But we ended up having like a band play with us. But everybody was like from a different kind of band. Like there was a guy from like a jam band, a guy from like a death metal band, and so it just sounded real, real weird. It was bizarre. I bet. I bet. And then a DJ who just did uh, Jaeger bombs. He never he like bought tables, but never learned how to like use them. And then he would just sit there and like put a record on and then just get drunk wow. and just get How, faded. Dang. How'd you guys not make it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> That's a, that sounds like a party band. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. We used to do shows. How are you not the, signed with Capitol Records right now? Uh, we did break some 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 glass ceilings because there were certain places like uh, Broader Bowl used to have like a a no hip hop rule because of racism. So whites only. <laughs> they didn't want to they would have no yeah. no hip-hop is like the, the it's like the <laughs> 2020 way to get uh get away with whites only yeah but this was this was <laughs> this was way before this was back in the day yeah and they were i mean it wasn't even like a secret they were just like yeah we don't do that we don't mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not in this uh, that sort of thing uh i played with i think we were the first hip-hop group to do something uh like on kirkwood in bloomington okay that's a pretty white area so i believe that well, my favorite thing is we were having a show uh, at IU. We were playing a fraternity party, mm-hmm. and it was like 200 people. Like to me, that's huge. This is the biggest show that I've mm-hmm. that I literally ever did. There's like it's 200 people, people in a basement. Yeah, everybody's jumping. This is pre-pandemic, folks. This, this was actually right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, <laughs> Dyke is a, a senior in college right now, <laughs> so uh, every, everything's jumping. And like you know when like. The, everyone's having a good time. You just you feel like a superstar, you know, like oh man, it's amazing. And there was this cute girl in the front row, and she kept being like uh, trying to get my attention. And I was just like, hey, hold on, like hold on one second, like daddy's got to rap, you know. And then uh, <laughs> when my other when my partner was uh, rapping, I like leaned down and I was like, yeah, yo, yo, what what you need, girl? And she goes, uh, when's the real music coming back on? <laughs> And that—that's how I knew I'd never—I was never gonna make it in the rap game. 
Oh my God. Who was supposed to follow you? Like Garth Brooks? <laughs> what? What was she waiting for? No, literally the radio. She just wanted the radio back on. <laughs> okay. She's like, when are you guys going to stop doing whatever this yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just play some music. Uh, real yeah. quick, uh, do you want to guess, Zane? What do you think? Do you want to play? What do you think we just ate? Sure, yeah. All right. So, Carrington, we normally play a game with Chris King, who has apparently never seen food before. But I feel like Zane might be a little bit better. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. But we play, play a game called, hey. What do you think you just ate? Mm-hmm. And and that's the game. That's the, the game. game. The game is what do you think you just ate? And I, yeah. Okay. It's pretty open ended. It's open ended. It's not really a game. It's a question. Yeah. So okay. you should. Yeah. You should rebrand. It's yeah. Well, there's steals. People can steal. We'll we'll let Carrie to steal if you get it wrong. Okay. Um. So I think I just ate uh some uh Louisiana style uh Cajun food. Mm-hmm. Um, inspired by a jazz brunch. I mean, you've been listening to the podcast that you're on. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> regurgitating everything we've talked about so far. So the first thing that uh, came out was... The first thing that came out was a gumbo. Okay. Am I wrong? Yes. Okay. So it's some kind of a soup. It is. Uh, <laughs> it was a wet, like it was a broth. It was a wet so brothy it was, soup. It was wet, uh, served over rice. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a little a dollop of rice in it. It had a dollop of rice in it, and there was shrimp. Yes. It was shrimp because I know the second course was crawfish. They both had crawfish. Okay. so the, both very similar. The first one I'm had shrimp, honest, though. Yeah. So we had shrimp. We had corn. We had a, a broth um, of some kind that reminded me of a gumbo, but apparently it's not gumbo. <laughs> That's fair. Garen, would you like a chance to steal? I believe the first one we had was a bisque. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I almost just coughed all over you during COVID. That's 100% correct. Yes, sorry. Bingo! Oh, man. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, next course, Zane's 80, which was very similar to the first course. Yeah, so the next course was an etouffee. It was served over Okay, rice. I was going to say. That's correct. Um, <laughs> that's got to be, yeah, because it was very uh, reminiscent of uh, Yats. Yeah. Yep. Uh it has some crawfish. <laughs> Thank you. It had some shrimp. Um no, I mean it was delicious. Yeah. Taken. You know, again, good artists borrow. Yeah. Great uh, artists steal. I didn't yeah, steal like anything the, from yet. Like the great Walt Disney said. <laughs> um so Walt Disney inspired Dyke's uh culinary uh decisions and yeah. also a lot of his um anti-semitism i believe uh, I, but, be- <laughs> I believe it's not a good week for chefs in that so <laughs> uh, uh but uh no it was uh etouffee it was yeah crawfish shrimp um i don't remember what vegetables were in it it's all right you could you, okay. you, you got it i'll defer to carrington you don't have to list all the ingredients okay yeah you got it i got it yeah cool. what's the next one the next one we had, um, oh, hush puppies. Yeah. yeah. Hush puppies. Hush puppies. Um, and then following I'm, that. I'm excited for this one. We had an open face sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was, it was, uh, um, with, go ahead. Go ahead. And oh, it was like some cordon blue thing. Um, chicken, ham, mm-hmm. honey, mustard. Dijonese type thing with um, caramelized onions, um, Texas toast, 
in some sort of jam. Yeah, uh, it was a. Uh, it's called, so it's a take on a New Orleans dish called a chicken Rochambeau. Rochambeau. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's supposed to have like uh, a Bernays sauce over it and like different kind of chicken. Rochambeau. That's like if Hannah Rushline played Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, Rochambeau. At, at that point, I was like, "This is real good," but I'm ready for the dessert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which I had two of. Let me tell you about the dessert, man. Yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah, you were hype on the dessert. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, if if maybe if I had like a beer or two, I probably only would have had one dish. But <laughs> but anyway, bananas Forrester, which was bananas that were I'm sure that were uh, pan fried uh, with probably sugar and brown, brown sugar and butter, mm-hmm. uh, and then you, you cook the mugs way down, and then it, it actually creates a little crust. And then he has some like sugary crusty thing that was. On top of all that, served with vanilla ice cream. I don't mm-hmm. know where the ice cream was from, but it was good. Lick. Ah, uh, yeah. Lick. Lick makes good ice cream. Yeah. They have all kind of good flavors, too. Mm-hmm. They're local. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then, if I'm missing it, one thing that I did that uh, Gwen said it was co- cool mm-hmm. is that I took one of the Hush Puppies, broke that mug up, and put it and mixed it in there to give oh. it some crunch. Oh. Yeah, because there were still some more hush puppies. So hush puppies are yeah, it's kind of uh, they can be both sweet and savory. I mean, yeah. they can be. Dude, that's to what both. I, was, I was thinking. Like, if you made some dessert hush puppies and yeah. put some uh, uh, cinnamon and brown sugar on there, made like a yeah. crumble underneath, man, with, uh, hush puppy. Yeah. They're kind of neutral in that way. Yeah, I what I so what I wanted to do. I don't. I didn't actually have. So I made a banana liqueur for that. Like, mm-hmm. um. But you're supposed to serve that uh, off Long Bay. You're supposed to light it on fire, but I didn't have a high enough proof alcohol in the house to do that. And like I think it's this second time. I think oh, I made it on vacation for some friends. Okay, and uh, we didn't light it on fire that time either. It's a it's, it's a safety hazard. Yeah, right. It's it's yeah, it's baller when you do yeah. it. When, I, when when you when you execute it right, it's pretty baller. Yeah, we here at the Harder Brunch try to uh, adhere to safety precautions. Yeah. And also health code. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have you ever had something served on fire? Something on fire? Yeah. Um, I think so. At a, at a bocce place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but not Benny Hotter's, the other one on the 75th. And uh, it's not there no more. It was like Juno, Juno or something. Dang, I'm, I'm definitely messing up the name, but. It was like 75th in Keystone, but it was this uh, Japanese hibachi grill, and they served something that was like on fire, and then you had to wait five seconds, and then it's like, stop. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? When yeah. I was a kid, um, I didn't know how to use a microwave. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> what, you put some like foil a, in there? Well, I had a slice of pizza, and my grandfather, who had Alzheimer's, he'd like, you know, was in the beginning of stages of Alzheimer's, so I don't think he knew how to operate a microwave at that point either. Was your grandfather Uh, Chris King? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was probably a little less racist than that. (laughs) But... um, Is he not on this podcast no more? Because of racism. I mean, until they find a cure for dementia, and then, you know, which I'm sure they will, uh, medical science is evolving, and... No, we just like we just like to give Chris a hard time. Oh, okay. He's a good guy. No. But so yeah, my um 
grandfather with Alzheimer's put a piece of pizza in the microwave for like three minutes. Oh. And that caught on fire. Just the pizza? <laughs> yeah. It's just like a slice of pizza. It was like longer than. I don't think that's. That doesn't make sense. The pizza just caught on fire. And there might have been like a piece of uh, foil underneath. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes a little bit more yeah. sense. Yeah. But that, yeah, so. I, I don't. Th- I don't think I ate that. No, <laughs> unless my was he serving that to you? Was that like? Yeah, unless I my. I hate that you had to emphasize that he had Alzheimer's that he put a piece in there for three minutes. <laughs> I think it was longer than that because how the fuck would it catch on fire? It must have been. <laughs> and then he presented it to you. It was like Zane, this is your dinner. Yeah. So I mean, this is really just. Um, uh, bringing Alzheimer's awareness. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that shit don't fuck around. No. It's a real thing. You yeah. are, you are. Uh, if you have Alzheimer's, seek treatment. You are an ally. Thank you, mm-hmm. Zach. Have you ever served? You got served something on fire, like purposely, not by someone with the degenerative brain disorder. I, I mean, I don't think I've, uh, I've ever been served any. Well, no, no. So I've been served a couple of uh, like tiki drinks or, yeah. or something like that, but. Um, I have worked in restaurants for a pretty long time and served a lot of things like banana foster and stuff like that. I worked in a, uh, uh, a place where, uh, uh, up, I don't know, the skyline club, Ooh. and they would do, they would do table side bananas foster. Yeah. And you'd yeah. have to go out and do the whole bit and, and everything. They and this did, is, yeah. uh, not to be confused with skyline chili. Yeah. No, <laughs> you did no. not. Okay. I didn't, I did not work there. There is something there is something baller about, especially if you're sharing a dessert with like your lady or whatever, and like, you know, they light it on fire. It's it's romantic, you know. Mm-hmm. You're like this symbolizes our, you know, our passion. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. You, then you like read a poem to her. Yeah, this hawk a ham on fire uh, <laughs> represents our relationship. It's uh, pork butt, <laughs> flaming pork butt. <laughs> And that's why Zane doesn't write for Hallmark anymore. He used to. <laughs> he used to be real good at it. Girl, you my flaming pork butt. <laughs> um, I didn't know you worked there. Yeah, I worked at. Uh, yeah, I worked there for a while. Have you the Eagle's Nest? Right? No, not the Eagle's Nest. Oh. The Skyline. That's the uh, one that spins, right? The Eagle's Nest spins. Yeah. I heard there was a guy that got lost in the bathroom. That was once. me. <laughs> I got lost in the bathroom, or I got lost because it rotated. No. The bathroom stays in place, but the restaurant rotates around it. Oh my god! So I was in there, and I, I was, I took a little time in there. Yeah, and yeah. then when I came back out, my table was in a different place. Like it had passed, uh, like it was gone. That's got to be confusing. Well, you shouldn't be in the bathroom that of... long because it doesn't move that fast. I'll tell you what, it's, right. it's not, it's not real fly to be in the bathroom for ten minutes on a date. You know, let alone no, twenty or thirty. Nah, that's yeah, not cool. Especially on Valentine's Day, it's not. Yeah, it's not great. But you know, I was paying for everything, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep, been there, Gu- guys. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
then uh, who was that? Tony Williams, the great Tony Williams. The great Tony Rest Williams. in heaven. Um, you uh, were producing a very cool show that I got to be part of. I think, did you say you were on it too? Um, which, which one? On well, his show. Yeah, I, he did a, like a sort of a pop-up show at his house. It might've been like on Halloween, I think. Yeah, that was, mm. I guess if you can kind of throw that in that same vein, you could do that. But nah, during the, <clears throat> yes, <clears throat> Sorry. Bless you, bless you. It's the LaCroix. The LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix. LaCroix. <laughs> anyway, um, so during the pandemic, side note, during the pandemic, uh, I was kind of fortunate to do two outside yard shows. Mm-hmm. And the one you're speaking of, the Halloween one, that was the second edition. I did one during the summer right around the 4th. I think it was right around the 4th. And then the second one was Halloween. Um which was cool, but Dyke, what you were on was um, uh, a variety show I used to do at State Street uh, called Nightly Notable. Well, now, when you say used to, is that because I stunk it up so bad that they no, no longer do it? No, man. It, I think it's just how ironic or whatever. I think that was the last one before the pandemic, right? Yeah, probably was. So it's just uh, that was the last one in 2019. I didn't think I did. I think I did one. So it wasn't the last one. I think I did one in January. Mm. You did my birthday. That, yeah, that's you what it was. on my yeah. birthday, yeah. <clears throat> but that was awesome because, yeah, it was a variety show where you would have, I mean, when I was on, it was like, there was like spoken word. There was like a full-on hip-hop band, comedy. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. Like, I just... I like all kind of different forms of uh, entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so, um, well, not all, but like a lot different kind. And so. You don't like cockfighting? <laughs> like, <laughs> see, I knew with comedians, yeah. someone was saying all one of y'all is going to say something funny. Yeah. He doesn't like competitive juggling. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> but, uh, you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like with. Usually some sort of solo uh, spoken word or poet. Mm-hmm. Um, I added comedy the last couple of years because I, for one, like comedy. And I have friends who are in the comedy scene. And so I figure why not start um, adding that element to it. So you usually have some sort of poet. usually have um, a comedian and then a band and then a rapper. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting kind of the list is kind of getting long now, but that's probably about it. Like, you usually will have like a band, um, a solo music act, and then a comedian and a the, poet. The last time I saw you, uh, I, th- I think it was the show on Halloween. Yeah. Um, so I think you had a couple of comics. I was one of them. Uh, yeah. You and Ryan Raider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've also had Victoria Haley. Um, mm-hmm. I've also had Dyke, um, Nate Robertson. I've had. Um, that did uh, one too, did he? That, yeah. That has done one with. Um, Nata- uh, Natasha, I'm forgetting her name. Forgive me. Leon. Uh, no. Henstrich. <laughs> no, I don't think it's. I'm. I'm messing it up. But we'll, I'll come it's back right. to it. But anyway, um, I've had a few 
few comedians, uh, and then I've also had like hosts who kind of do the funny stuff mm-hmm. too. It was a uh, great show, man. You guys had because uh, you had like a bunch of different uh, or a couple of different solo artists. Like there was a sax player um, who later I found out like is kind of low key famous. Like he has his own Wikipedia page. Rob Dixon, I think so. Oh, yeah, right. kind of older guy, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was cool, man. Uh, and I just remember like. I think that was one of the first times I'd seen your band and I was blown away. Like I immediately, like the next day I was listening to y'all on Spotify because, uh, what is it? Circles. I think you guys performed that. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was just like, I don't know. It kind of had this, uh, and forgive me if this isn't, if you don't feel like this is an accurate comparison, but I felt like, uh, just tiny desk vibes and it was just like in the yard and, it was awesome. I really yeah, that's a good comparison. I mean, mm-hmm. like a like a description, I guess. But mm-hmm. that's what's up, man. Um, it was a great show, uh, and I was the only one in costume. I think I was because <laughs> it was Halloween. You, would you dress? Guys? I dressed up as a cow. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, someone actually asked me, like, had the nerve to ask me, "What are you?" And I was like, "Bitch, I'm a cow." <laughs> Doja Cat. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I was a. Uh, I was impressed too, like how plugged in you are to the scene. Like, like I feel like it was a big show when I went, and it seemed like uh, you definitely have like a very diverse group of friends or following, or you know, and people come out and like everyone seemed to be having a great, great time. Except for the part when I went on stage, everyone had a great time. Everyone loved it. Uh, I did uh, definitely bomb that night, uh, but everybody was cool about it. I think it. it I, I feel like. I feel like it's worse when they're cool about it because everybody was like wanting you to do well. Yeah. But like sometimes with music and comedy, like it's like you can kind of softly talk over music. You know what I'm saying? Right. With comedy, everyone's like, okay, we're going to listen. Yeah. And then I, yeah. I do. But I think it was cool, man. It's just some, some people's vibes. I think you were just uh, throwing a lot of jokes out there that were going over people's heads. Yeah, you were being you were you were being dark. Yeah, <laughs> you were being dark, man. Yeah, I mean, so if there's, let's see, what would be the term for that? In um, <coughs> excuse me, when a comedian is like. I, I guess I know the term when a comedian is like uh, throwing out jokes that are not going, with people, but like people understand them, but like they're low key offensive, like not reading the room. Yeah. Is that the yeah. term? Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Is that what I did? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you did that. I'm just like, saying I've seen people do that. Was that low key offensive? <laughs> it's going to be a I whole new show uh, next week. Yeah. No, I, I, I've seen. I've seen some comedians definitely not read the room. I've seen some people. Oh, I I yeah. have many times not read the room. Yeah. No, right I just way. think it was more. Um, well, what I need to start doing next time is put some like live recording. It puts more everybody on the spot. Oh, wow, yeah. And then you can look back and see how everybody did. That's what I yeah. do myself. I'll record my my performances so I can go back and see how I did. I just got so mm-hmm. nervous when you said, like, you don't have recording of that, do you? <laughs> I know. Because uh, I do. Stage I'm Street, sure. maybe. Uh, I, I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That threw me off. <laughs> Wait. You do have a recording of the? Uh, oh, yeah. Of my set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see it. No, no, I don't. We don't have the technology, I think, to bring that up. Oh, I think uh, we do. 
it's uh, uh, well, if he can rip it off my phone. <laughs> no, I don't. Because from what I remember, it was cool. It's just like like I said, not every not everybody's. Uh, you'll have a set where like you'll say funny stuff, but the people in the room just don't get it. What's your birthday? I think yeah. that was the vibe. You know, for I mean? sure. It's it, it wasn't a not read the room thing. It's like the room wasn't reading you. What's your birthday? Yeah, my birthday. Yeah. Because the show was on your birthday, right? He's going to check your Zodiac. No, I have it. Everything's labeled by date, so. It was around my birthday. What's your birthday? Is this a podcast. What's your Zodiac what, sign? What month is it? He's no, a, it's, it's, no, it's November 16th. Okay. Okay, so you're a, a Scorpio? Yeah. Or no? You're a Scorpio, and I'm going to guess uh, Pisces moon and a Virgo rising. No, I don't know. I just I'm made a, that up. I'm a double Scorpio. I've been hanging out with like some hippie witch white girls that uh, are <laughs> super into that those stuff. Those are the ones. Yeah. The, yep. oh, Bluetooth. They collect they crystals. Always, and... They don't even always be rich, man. Like, <laughs> do you? They, really, is, uh, have, I mean, I'll they, do. I'll do this because yeah. I have no. They shame. be in their hustle. They got the tarot cards. Yeah. They got their clients. Right. Yeah, I have a girl that wants to do a tarot reading for me because yeah. she's thinking about doing it on TikTok. Like in charging people, she wants to do like a practice run on me. That stuff's different, man. It is. I don't. It's uh, like it, it's it's an exact science. Like it, they boil it down to like the exact time you were born, you know. And then yeah. Anyway, this podcast is uh, going off the rails. You want to go really off the rails? I'll, I'll play. I'll play a couple <laughs> minutes of this. Nah, I thought you're, you was going. You're going to play a couple of minutes of a set where you bombed on your podcast <laughs> that is listened to by thousands of people. Yeah. Are you trying? Are you like trying to self sabotage? Let's hear. Are you trying to destroy this podcast? You've built this Look, from yeah. the ground up. Hey, it's called. It's called. Now keep, it's just like demolition. You're trying to blow it up like a Trump casino. It's called keeping it real, man. This is. This why are you really doing happened this? Two years ago. We'll just play. We'll just play like uh, two minutes of it. It was twenty nineteen. Two minutes. We'll play a minute. Two of it. minutes is a lot of time. Yo, like, whoa. See, everyone's having a good time. Can you trying to down this one. Everyone's having a good time. Now we're gonna. All right, y'all. Is this Bluetooth? The next time we have you tonight. Yeah. That's, that's that's like. <laughs> oh, this is the one that's so weird. You're not gonna see it on the screen. <laughs> Gotta be different. Uh, before we get started off, I do want to address one very important thing. Yes, I am well aware I look like Jordan Peele. <laughs> Got stung by bees. <laughs> or like a like a third trimester ice cube. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. They're done. They're already done. <laughs> Uh, was this yeah. was this indoor? Yeah. Uh, my, name, my, my name is Dyke Michaels. A lot of people ask me if that's my stage name. I'm like, no, that's my real name. I thought this was funny. Junior high was fucking dope. <laughs> oh so she just got it. Yeah. I'm in public, like in a public place, like a grocery store or something. I like to go out and I, I wait for like a friend that hasn't seen me in a long time, and they'll right. be like, now, she, now she's gonna yell. <laughs> And then I pretend that I don't hear them. And so they say it a little bit louder. Can't like, hey, you dyke. Right. And I said, I'll pretend like I don't hear them. No, now she's going to yell Ice Cube. A little bit louder, like, Yo, ice dyke. Cube! And then watch them get arrested for committing a hate crime. Uh, oh, that's a... 
You see, right there, that's normally where uh, laughter would go. Like, uh, right. I mean, Zach can edit that in. Yeah. It was a punchline. And yeah. the thing is, like, that's a lot. There's a lot of so setup for that funny joke. Even back, a playback, man. Huh? Some stuff is even funnier when you hear back in playback. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I definitely. Because, uh, like, now we can recruit. We can um, react to not only your performance, but the crowd's reaction. So we're just laughing at a new thing. I like. You know what I mean, I like when yeah. that lady just yelled out, <laughs> like two minutes after you yeah, said it. I didn't catch that when she yeah. said that. Because I'm usually at all those shows. I'm usually kind of walking around, you know, checking, pacing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I like to make fun of myself. But it was a, it was a, it was a fun time. It was a great show. I thought that amazing, was a good set, man. That, that just made me laugh again. Uh, well, the best part was because it was uh, my roommate uh, Thad was in the audience. He just came to support me. And so I just kept making eye contact with him, and he knew I was bombing. So, like, there's nothing a comic loves more than watching one of your friends just eat a dick on stage. Okay, so what's the best show you've ever had? The Oh, man. That's... I'll tell you what. I've had a couple shows recently. I don't know if the... Because, like, cause like certain, certain shows are kind of, like, just benchmarks, you know, for the time of where you're at. Yeah. So, like, for me, the first time I did, like... I think I did like 10 or 15 minutes at um, uh, the Indie Museum of Art. It wasn't It wasn't a, one of their, th- it was a, what is it, a Heartland Film Festival. Yeah. They did like comedy shorts and they had two comics come out. And it was me and like an established comic and I was supposed to open for him. Mm-hmm. But he had to go. And so everyone was like, don't you dare, you know, think that you're, like I just started doing comedy pretty much. And they were like, you're opening for him, right? And I was like, sure, I, I guess so. And then I got there. He's like, no, man, I got to go. Uh, so I'm going to do my thing and then leave. And then uh, and then it's all you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it went over very well. It was weird. It was the first time I did comedy in, like, uh, like an auditorium. You know, right. I had d- done it in bars and stuff. And right. there was uh, also, like, kids in the room, which is weird because, you know, it was like. Yeah, really, edit your stuff. Yeah, so I had to turn some fucks into some shits and some shits into some dams, you know. But uh, it was great, and then afterwards, they, so you still even will say shit. I think I said, I think I said, damn. I think yeah. I, I did kind of like PG. I did like you, damn and you, ass. You know, the reason yeah. why I asked because uh, from a performing standpoint, like I don't rap or anything, but my band uh, Pernell, uh, when we play all age venues, he'll 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 flip his words mm-hmm. completely to be more like yeah, completely PG. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll say, like, you know, instead of N-word, he'll say brother, or, mm-hmm. you know, he'll say, yeah. like, instead of... In uh, karaoke, I replace the N-word with buddy. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. Shame on a buddy that tried to run game on a buddy. <laughs> That's good. Good job, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, <laughs> I <don't, laughs> He said good job. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm cool. sorry. I'm sorry, Carrington. No, no, that's funny. I think that's funny. I think that's funny. Fellow works pretty good too. Oh, it's yeah. the same, same beats. Uh, but there's a couple others that he's been able to on the. He must say either premeditated or what, but like, I know we're like, like MF. I know he 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 switched MF for something else that like was, yeah, like. Had the same. Beats. He, I think he said like turkey, or <laughs> dong turkey, or something like that. I was like, and like, you made me laugh, man, on stage. 
That's funny. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, when they take like a, a like a rated R movie and they do like the TV edits? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like my favorite one is in uh, Big Lebowski. Like in the movie, like normally in the movie, like when uh, John Goodman's like fucking up the car with the golf club, he's like, "This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass." And he says it like three or four times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And on the TV edit, it's uh, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that doesn't even make sense as a euphemism. No. I think uh, it's like when they're what, recording it, they do it just to be funny. Like, what was what was the radio edit of uh, WAP? Wet and Gushy. Wet and Gushy? Yeah. That sounds worse than Wet and Gushy. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. Doesn't that sound worse? <laughs> I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure you and Ben Shapiro hold the same views on that one. <laughs> there are whores in this house, um, and their vaginas are wet and gushy. Did he say that sounds uh, like a medical condition? <laughs> no, that sounds like a medical condition. Everyone's like, man, your poor wife. <laughs> man. That guy had to have known how ridiculous he sounded. Because that, that clip went viral yeah. of him talking about it. He had to have known. Sure. Yeah. It's on any yeah. any news is good news. Right. Any gushies are good gushies. You should have, yeah. That should have been your intro music. Just Ben Shapiro <laughs> talking about WAP. Uh, you can play it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, nah, it's too late. <laughs> wet and gushy. That's, yeah. I mean, if, if anybody ever describes anything as wet and gushy, that's like not... Sexy. What was uh? What was your best show? My best show. Yeah, I didn't mean to sound so confrontational. What was your best show, Zane? <laughs> I bet it I wasn't bet it better, better than mine. Hey, <laughs> what you share at the same time? No, you, you go ahead. You got it. Uh, what was your best show? My best show. Um, I'm trying to think because like you want you want every show to be better than the last. Like you want to be constantly. It it should be like elevating. You know, like yeah. you're. Your standard, the bar for what you consider a successful show should constantly be getting higher and higher. So, yeah. I mean, there might have been a point like a couple of years ago where I thought, wow, this is my best show. And now I might look back at that. And if I listen to a recording, it might suck. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I my best show as of late, um, probably one of the Sunday shows I did at Black Circle, mm. like outside. Um, I miss that show. It's just like such good vibes. It's coming back. It's coming back, baby. I had a very hot set on Valentine's Day weekend, mm -hmm. which I don't. I mean, That's I, right. You opened for Gwen's uncle. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, I, I, and so you did, it, this was the same week that you did that cheese board here. Same weekend. Because you said uh, for that. Maybe. You had a cheese board that was like a. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, yeah, Chef Bridget Haran. A uh, friend of the show, she came in and she made like this crazy like Game of Thrones. Yeah, board. they said yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was amazing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be I'm pretty honest, man. If I bomb, I'm like, yeah, I bombed. But if I sometimes, you know, like feel like really good about it, I'll be like, that was that was a hot set. I feel like I had yeah. a hot set. You have to do that as a performer. Yeah, yeah. you got you to have some sort of level That's of self awareness. You, yeah, you, you know? gotta keep yeah. going like that. But one of the things that was kind of I saw have a joke. 
um, where I say I'm talking about Cracker Barrel, and it typically it's done in front of white audiences, yeah, or some sort of mix, but typically more white. And but I, I it's all kind of poking fun at Cracker Barrel, mm-hmm. and I, I this I really had a ex girlfriend white uh, ex girlfriend who really wanted to go to Cracker Barrel, and I was like, eh. and she didn't understand why. And then I said, I'm just not super comfortable eating there. And she was like, well, why? And I said, I don't know. Cracker Barrel one just doesn't sound super inviting. Mm -hmm. I was like, how comfortable would you be at a place called Niggas and Grits? (laughs) (laughs) And I've told that. I tell that joke often. Yeah. But it got a standing ovation almost in the Anderson. It wasn't a standing ovation, but it it got got an applause break, which I'd never got before. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like one of those things where like, oh, they laughed a little too hard at that joke. <laughs> like they just laughing because they heard the N word and they got excited. Oh, it says a bunch of white people for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's like hmm. <laughs> no, for sure. And it's Wait, uh, you said that joke and then they they definitely stopped your set. It, no, I mean like like applause, like yeah, like they laughed so hard, people they started clapping. They carried him off stage. He crowd surfed to the exit. They wanted you to the say that so bad because he said the n word. Like, they wanted you to say that so bad. Like 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 in comedy, they like the key to the city. Like you don't. You, okay, so in comedy, you don't want you don't want to just say something like. Uh, uh, I support the troops, and then yeah. everyone claps. Like that doesn't count as a laugh, right? 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 But if people are laughing so hard that they start clapping, like that's good. You do want an applause break in that, not for just saying the n word though. And I was just yeah. like, man, that joke is good, but it doesn't deserve. Yeah, it's a good joke. But I see, mean, what's funny? I'm assuming were the kids in that audience? No, this is a bar show. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, if you had said that same joke with kids in the audience, if you had said buddies and grits. <laughs> what if I hit the same buddies and grits? Buddies and grits. I don't know, but uh, I'm going to try it now. We do it. We do an outdoor kid-friendly show. Uh, surprisingly enough, the only time I ever heard uh, my friend Kim Han drop the mm. F bomb on stage was at the kid-friendly show. Oh yeah, she doesn't cuss as part of her act, but like she like drops something and she just goes fuck in front of a bunch of kids. She has a thing uh, with timing. Yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> so how is obviously, I mean, COVID, you didn't get to really do anything. What What's the future looking like? What's the next, like this spring and summer looking like for, for y'all, for the band? It's going to be fun because uh, we're going to be playing a lot more shows. And I think in just in general, the, the city and the world's kind of opening back up to it. To a degree, at least for the time being. Mm-hmm. So uh, that means a lot of opportunities to play shows, and my band's going to be on the lookout for that. And and on top of that, we have uh, vinyl that is coming on the way that will be nice to kind of distribute out in live shows and have more merchandise. And and, and people have been itching for live music, and oh, so. Yeah. You know, and we've been itching to play shows, so. Do people seem, I, I know for me, anytime we, I did comedy, like at the outdoor comedy shows uh, last summer, people just seemed so grateful that mm-hmm. you kind of had like some sort of kind of semblance of a normal, yeah, a normal time. Do you do you find that with, you know, when you did those couple shows that people were more like? Pretty much um, everybody had a good time, it seems like, because we're the kind of band that kind of, 
puts on a good show and we try to keep the high energy for the whole time. And we keep the intensity rather. So like we'll, 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 we'll change the mood as the songs and, you know, take you on kind of a roller coaster adventure. But the intensity is still the same, which is like, I think that's the most important with live music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what, what's the longest you would have ever played like a show straight through? Uh, probably, I want to say close to a couple hours. I've done like what what you call like a wallpaper gig, mm-hmm. and those are gigs where you just kind of play ball uh, background music. Mm. You know, hence a wallpaper. Uh, so I've you're heard, talking about like in a hotel lobby or something? Yeah, like that. Okay. yeah, yeah. That's how I've heard other people call it. I really mm. it is mainly commonly referred to background music gig or whatever. Yeah, but something like that. I'm sure there's perks to having a wallpaper. Those are, are kind of. Yeah, I tried to. <laughs> never mind. Background gig, yeah, because those those gigs are kind of cool sometimes because, uh, or actually a lot of times because, even though you might play like two hours straight, mm-hmm. once you're done, you get like free food. Mm, you yeah. know what I mean? <clears throat> um. The load-in sometimes sucks on those gigs because it's usually, like, at a convention center or, like, a hotel where, like, oh, you yeah. have to park a far away. And and I'm a drummer. I always have the worst luck on loading in stuff. So, yeah. Is there – have you guys ever been playing a gig? Well, like, because your band, you guys roll, like, what, you said seven deep? You guys have seven people in your band? Yeah. So, like, um, if one pe- if one person needed to use the bathroom, let's say, in the middle of a set – uh, is it like just go ahead? Nobody's gonna notice because there's six other people. <laughs> I mean, unless it's me, like yeah. the triangle guy. <laughs> I, I've, I've actually had a set like that where we played uh-huh. at Metazoa. Metazoa is actually one of those places where they wanted. I mean, nothing against them, but mm-hmm. they wanted us to play for like a long time. This mm-hmm. is kind of like soon after they opened, but uh, it was like, man, it was hot as hell outside too, man. I think it was like a Labor Day gig, mm-hmm. but 2019. 2018 maybe uh this year was a really hot year summer um, yeah and we played out there and we played these long ass sets and i had to go pee real bad and like i was trying to get to the end of the set i ended up having to go like i, I ended up going uh to the restroom like not on myself but <laughs> <laughs> on a dog <laughs> Man, no. <laughs> I didn't do that. I'm just saying, how crazy would that be? <laughs> yeah, you guys should have like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like replacements, like just people planted in the audience that just in case that happens, uh, reserves, you know? Like, yeah. um, no, nah, so like what, I, it, what like, ended up happening was, is, uh, usually if it ends up coming down to that, uh, I'll just skate off stage real quick and Pernell will talk. Yeah, like for keep for a couple minutes, right? Just right. crack a joke. Really, he's uh, kind of yeah. a funny guy, so he'll, he'll stretch for couple, time. Yeah, he'll crack a couple, uh, crack a couple of jokes, and and I actually go to the restroom when I really gotta go. I go real fast, so I just run in the restroom real quick, do my mm-hmm. thing, come back out, and then they're like, "Dang, you took that was only like a minute or thirty seconds." But yeah, but that's the worst part about it. It's like you get right to the like. 20, 30 minutes before your set's over and you got to go real bad. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if you guys deal with the same thing being comedians. Dude, I, I have a whole thing. Like, I want to go up with the most empty, like, ideally, mm-hmm. I want to walk from the bathroom to the stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I like to have like a little bit in my bladder because uh, I feel like it gives me a little more energy. You know, uh. like if I have to kind of pee, but not really. You know, the timers yeah. like yeah. going. Yeah. yeah like yeah. it just gives me a little more energy. Like in, and it gives me a little more like sense of urgency. So, yeah. so I'm I gotta uh, a little more these, on my game. got to tell these jokes. Yeah. Uh, please drop a beat. Oh. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, yeah. Where can people uh, Where can people follow you guys on social media at? You can follow my band at Clint Breeze and the Groove at, on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me personally because I I do like as I'm a, as a drummer and you know a beat maker. Um, you can follow me at Clint Breezy. That's just Clint Breeze with a Y at the end on Instagram. On Twitter, it's just Clint Breeze, and that's everything with my me or my band. And then uh, Facebook, same thing. And when do you say you guys' next show's coming up? Uh, March 27th at the Jazz Kitchen. So is this like a beat pad type thing? Yeah. Yeah. You want to drop a quick freestyle with me? Yeah, the others are just... The others are just sound bits. But yeah, you can can, can program it in to be a full... Full beat Mm -hmm. pad. Uh, Zane Zadie, where can people find you at? Uh... Zane Zaddy on Instagram. That's with Zaddy with two A's because with one A was taken. Um, <laughs> and uh, shut up Zane Zaddy on Twitter. Um, that's about it. Sauce Boss. Oh, yeah. No, at Batch and O2. That's pretty much it. And guys, uh, if you want to stick around and support uh, us for the Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash support this podcast because they are. An amazing uh, podcast. Support the podcast. It might not last. Great ho- <laughs> They're a great hosts. Harder brunch. Everybody here. Yeah. Zach, Zane, Dyke. Jason. 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 He's not part of this. <laughs> I thought he was one of the homeboys just being the back that's like a producer. We yeah. just never talk. There's he, always someone like that in a podcast. He's my he's boss, actually. Hype. He's auditing he's this man. podcast session to make sure I did a good job. I'm probably getting fired after this episode, right. unfortunately. We're going to, uh, me and Clint are going to go rap battle outside. All right. I can't rap. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm mess with this B pad. Get it. Uh, uh. There's no messing with the beat there's no pad. Beat, there's no beats programmed into it. All right, guys. We will see you next time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.